Hey, hello there. This is Jeff McCune. I serve as the Chief Health Informatics Officer at a hospital. Everyday Cyber is all about making cybersecurity a lot more accessible to everyday folks, not just network engineers and IT experts. When I was just a boy, I can remember my folks cautioning me to watch out for con men. You probably received similar advice and direction from your parents. Today, the ability to deceive people has become science, and that science is called social engineering. Social engineering is broadly defined as getting someone to do something that is not in their best interest. While it can be used in positive ways, it most frequently is used in a negative and malicious context. Let me explain a couple of ways that social engineering can be used in a cyber attack. First, allow me to share a little background. A couple of years ago, I attended some training in another city. A very knowledgeable PhD in psychology taught the seminar on a variety of topics, including leadership and emotional intelligence, and she used a phrase that I had not heard before. It turns out the phrase was coined many years ago. The phrase our instructor used was hijacking your amygdala. And I have to confess that I did not know where my amygdala was, but the instructor was kind enough to explain. Your amygdala is a small almond-shaped group of neurons at the base of your brain. Among other things, it is responsible for your fight or flight response and it fires in as little as 12 thousandths of a second. Now, while this is not particularly important, here's what you should remember. Your amygdala fires much more quickly than your neocortex, the reasoning part of your brain, can kick in. Here is what that looks like in real life. Last year, there were several reports of black bear sightings here in Missouri. People posted pictures of bears on Facebook, and most everyone in our community had a heightened awareness of bears. I like to go for walks about dawn when the weather is nice, and was enjoying the coolness of the day one early summer morning. As I was walking, I heard a big snort behind me. And guess what? <laughs> My amygdala fired. It worked really well. And when I landed back on the sidewalk, I realized it was not a bear, but just a buck off in the woods nearby. My neocortex kicked in, and I reasoned through what amounted to a very harmless situation. Here is what hijacking your amygdala looks like from an emotional intelligence perspective. Someone does something or says something that really trips your trigger and you absolutely go off on them, a really negative reaction. In the pattern of hijacking your amygdala, typically you start feeling a strong sense of remorse about 15 minutes after your initial negative reaction. Why did I say that? That is not like me. I should not have reacted that way. Again, your neocortex kicks in and you see the situation with clarity and calmness. By the way, that is a good reason to learn to react slowly in those challenging situations. 
you will handle them much more appropriately. Okay, before we connect the dots in all of this, do you remember what a fish is? P-H-I-S-H? It is a malicious email, typically containing a link or an attachment. If you click the link or open the attachment, malicious software, more commonly called malware, is quietly downloaded to your computer to initiate a cyber attack. Here is how all of this works in a cybersecurity context. The bad guys that send phishing messages know all of this about our human physiology. They know about our amygdala. When they craft their phishing messages, they will try to get you to react, get your amygdala to fire so that you click that link or open the attachment before you can reason through the message. Let me give you an example, and, and this fish has been around a long time and is still being used because it still works. The fish will read something like this. Hi, this is XYZ Shipping Company. We have tried five times to deliver your package. If you still want us to deliver your package, please click below. Otherwise, we will send your package back to the shipper. Most people will go, Oh, I want my package, and click, they click on the link. They react before they let their neocortex kick in. If they had waited and reasoned through it, they would have asked themselves, what package? I didn't order anything. Or, they couldn't have tried five times. I've been here at home, and there's been no delivery notices. Bottom line, they rushed. They did not let their neocortex reason through the message, and they fell for that bit of social engineering. How do you keep someone from hijacking your amygdala? Slow down. Don't be in such a rush to get through your email. Give it your full attention and reason through your messages. Learn to rise above your messages and ask yourself, is this message asking me to do something? And is that something associated with clicking a link or opening an attachment? If so, that message is very possibly a malicious phishing message. Be careful. Remember, too, that social engineers will use all kinds of ways to get your amygdala to fire. They may play on your curiosity, your compassion, or your fear. Some examples might be, your order for a new laptop has been shipped. Click here for the expected arrival date when you know that you didn't order a laptop. If you would like to help the victims of that recent terrible storm, click here. The bad guys watch the news too. We know what you did, and unless you want us to tell your friends, click here. Again, fear and intimidation. Don't fall for it. Let me share another bit of social engineering that has also been around for several years. I first heard of this particular attack methodology early in my career. Some hackers had wanted to break into a business, but were having trouble. So they posed as students at a local university, and they set up a table on the sidewalk 
in front of the business to conduct a survey for a class that they were taking. All of this was completely manufactured. In the survey, they asked respondents what the name of their dog was, their favorite car, their birth date, their favorite sports team, and on and on. Why did they do this? Because people often use these bits of information as their passwords. And guess what? After a couple of days of these fake surveys, the hackers were able to break into the computer systems of the business that they were targeting. You may see something like this in social media, in the context of a game or a get-to-know-others exercise. Be smart, be careful, and don't fall for this one either. And better yet, if you want to know how to make great passwords, listen to episode one of Everyday Cyber. That is enough social engineering for today, and I hope this has been helpful. We will talk more about how you can verify a message is legitimate or spot red flags to identify a phishing message. Thanks for listening to Everyday Cyber. Feel free to leave your thoughts about today's episode and be sure to keep listening. We have a lot of topics to cover to make you and your family safer.